Corey Castlin on Twitter writes in and says, can't wait to hear your guys' thoughts on all of Zack Snyder's comments on the next episode. Well, Corey, your wish is our command. On this episode of DC On Screen, we're talking about some of the tea that Zack Snyder spilled at his Director's Cuts event at Art Center College of Design in Pasadena, California, right after this. Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC. You think of Earth as a singular planet. In fact, it is anything but. For this is a story not of a universe, but a multiverse. Where universes and planets, such as Earth, were replicated and mirrored across a vibrating, infinite plane. Some barely different from the next. Others drastically so. This is DC On Screen. Every week, Dave and Jason talk about the multiverse of DC properties on film and television. But be warned, if it's been officially released, you can expect they'll spoil it. Welcome into DC On Screen, episode 536. I'm your host, David C. Robertson, and this, the Larry Fong to my Zack Snyder, Jason Goss. Mmm. Mmm. What? Apt. What? what? Apt. Apt? Apt? <laughs> I, I'm tempted to ask how so. I don't. I don't really know. Yeah, I didn't think you'd have a real response to it, so <laughs> I don't know what it means myself. No, I've got nothing. Well, on that note, mm-hmm. uh, we would like to remind you guys that we are on Patreon. Uh, Three hundred and twenty-four rubles a month. That's five do- uh, five dollars American. Right. Gets you exclusive content like Marvel reviews, Jason's pull list, and uh, extra tangential content that I'm calling Chasing Squirrels, mm. where you'll get to hear some of the tangents uh, we have decided to cut from the free show. Right. Because sometimes, damn it, man. Yeah. We just go off. Yeah. We hit record, and then we just forget we're recording, and then we just talk for a while. And then we're like, oh, shit, we mm-hmm. should probably do this. Yeah. We should stop talking about Ghostbusters now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've, I've been sitting on that for a couple of days, uh, for about a week we, or two, maybe. Gosh. Uh, we, I've got a few things that I could throw up, honestly. And uh, then I kind of turned around and was like, oh, we're about to do a Shazam review and I don't want to flood the news feed. No. Or I flood the feed. And then like you popped up and you're like, hey, I just posted a Jason's pull list. I'm like, mm, okay, well, <laughs> I'm not going to post it now then. But you know what? I was talking to Effie Oppelders, our good friend over at Stealing the Remote, mm-hmm. uh, loyal listener. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, you know, how much How much is too much content? And she very rightly, I think, pointed out, we're paying for it. There's not too much. <laughs> right. That, that was what I was <laughs> going to tell you at some point. Also, it's a different feed for the most part. So just yeah. throw whatever up. Yeah. So, you know, sorry. Getting used to things, guys. You know, I don't. Adjusting, I get it. All right, so uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm about, we're both about to read the uh, Batman or the Detective Comics Thousand thing. Oh, I am definitely doing something on it. You wanna, you wanna just do that together? Yeah, maybe if we can get the recording. All right, yeah, cool. All right, so this has been a pretty interesting week. It's uh, it's not a big news week. Nothing really dropped except for like two things. Like they they threw out like a, a Legends trailer. 
Oh, I didn't sizzle see reel. And dude, it was cool. It's cool. fun. Um, but We've you know, we can talk about enough. that next week. Yeah, we can talk about that next week though. It's fine That's or fine. not at all. Hell, there's probably a Legends coming up. Yeah, it's just a sizzle Watch reel. the show. Uh, Legends um, is coming up in like what uh, next Monday, I think. Well, the the sizzle reel is uh, like straight up. It's a trailer. It's it's dope. It's fun. It's great. Either but, way, uh, I mean, uh, okay, great. Our review of it is Dave saying it's dope. It's great. It's coming out next Monday. That's, pretty much that's the first yeah. episode. So we'll, we'll, and we'll be good. The other thing that happened is like Matt Reeves said that it's probably going to be like early December for the Batman to start shooting. Oh, that's solid. So that means they really do like whatever script they're working on. Yeah. So that all said, we're five minutes in. What else are we going to talk about this episode? Yeah. Uh, So we just thought it'd be fun to kind of hang out and talk about this Zack Snyder event. We Mm -hmm. have people writing in asking about what we think about comments that he's given. Um, We're not going to do a play by play. Um, If you're not privy, Zack Snyder, he held a three day event called the Director's Cuts. He mm-hmm. held it at the Art Center College of Design in Pasadena, California. This is the school where Snyder uh, earned his Bachelor of Fine Arts in Film back in 89. Um, I think he actually sits on the board of trustees. He was, uh, it was a, But it was a charity event to raise money to refurbish the uh, Amundsen Auditorium. And the first night he screened Dawn of, Dawn of the Dead. The second night he did Watchmen. And the third night he did Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. And they had a Q&A session after each one. And you can you can actually watch it. Um, I wanted to go, but I knew there was no way I was going to be go- going. It was like two hundred and seventy something bucks, and I'd have to fly out to Pasadena. Right. Um, I would love it to, would cost to us go. Thousands. Yeah, it would be ridiculous. Like, there's no way. But you know, uh, they mercifully <laughs> decided to to, lo- uh, to to host this thing live on Vero. So they actually did have a live video feed. And the audio quality is not great. The video quality is not great. Like, it is janky. Um, nice. And I'm like, I'm sitting here going like, yeah, no wonder you're holding a, a charity event to try to get some, some this thing refurbished <laughs> because the, the audio is terrible. I don't know if that's like a live feed thing, if that was Vero's thing, if, that, if they're to blame for it. I don't know what's going on with that. But um, you can mostly hear what's being said. Um, I'm not going to go over play by play. Uh, this was like some five, five to six hours, something like that. And I listened to it over the course of like three or four nights. And, uh, it's all really interesting. If you like Zack Snyder, like his movies or are just interested in filmmaking and don't have a dog in the fight, you know what I mean? Like, and the thing you have to like, like Travis Hines messaged us and he said, or he messaged me and he says, when you guys do your next news podcast, can you please take a few moments to inform people who were critical slash disliked Snyder's DCEU movies that they probably wouldn't like his Q and a on BVS and what he had to say. My timeline is flooded with, with, uh, with negativity from people who hated BVS. How did they not think they would disagree with what he had to say? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> And he says they just listened so they would have another thing to hate and generate clicks, if you ask me. I absolutely agree 100% uh, on the exact same page uh, as Travis on that. Honestly, um, a large percentage of people, like that, because it's a behavior type, you already didn't like a thing. You saw something happening about that thing. You probably really didn't look into it that often. I mean, I'm, some of them did, I'm sure, but the majority of it didn't. Didn't even look into it. Saw a couple of headlines, saw a couple of quotes, got, you know confirmation biased into anger and tweeted about it anyway yeah and here's the thing though is one yeah you're probably 
not going to dig this if you're not a Zack Snyder fan. I mean, if you're just reading the the quotes, it seems much angrier. Stuff that he said sounds a lot angrier than it was. Because <laughs> you have to understand, this was a, a laid-back event, man. Like, there was like 30 people in a room with Zack Snyder. Maybe more. Maybe a little more. But no one... There, there were. It wasn't like Snyder bros hooping and hollering. There was like, it wasn't people like viciously attacking Marvel. Hell, I didn't put it in the notes, but you know what? There's a bit where Zack Snyder, this is during the Watchmen uh, Q&A, because, hey, he doesn't talk a whole lot about this stuff during the Dawn of the Dead stuff. He's actually just talking about like how he met Larry Fong and like how he got into the business. Um, and it absolutely is worth listening to. I'm putting a, a link in the show notes for you guys if you want to go listen to it. It's really interesting. But... Um, He's, he's, it's just a, it's a, it's, it's fans. It's fans of Zack Snyder's. You could tell Zack's had a couple of drinks. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you could tell he's had a couple of drinks. Right. Um, I don't know if you, if you're, if you know him, Dave, the film junkie, he, he actually recorded a little thing with Zack Snyder cause he went and, uh, Zack, <laughs> uh, filmed a, an opening for, for Dave's show, his YouTube show. And Zack is toasted, man. He's nice. like. He's like, uh, okay, okay, uh, I'm Zack Snyder. You know, it's like, it's funny. Um, nice. And other people had stuff to, to have, have posted stuff of him talking with them and signing posters and stuff. By the way, that poster looks fantastic. Um, so he had a good week. The show, uh, yeah, our show art is going to probably reflect that that poster to some degree. Mm. Um, so, yeah, nothing is malicious here. Like at some point during the Watchmen Q and A, he talks about like he's like, look, I go and see all of those Avengers movies. I love those things; they're great. You know, he's just talking about how like he's like, you gotta be open to different kinds of things. Um, so there's no hatred there from from Zach. Like there's nothing malicious. Like someone asked him what his favorite Spider Man movie was, he said Spider Man Two, and <laughs> you know, <laughs> and everyone cheered. I don't get it. Spider-Man 2 is not my favorite Spider-Man no, movie by a long, str- a long shot. But, um, you know, and then he was joking around about how, like, yeah, yeah I say, I love Tobey Maguire. Other people are going to be, and people be like, I heard he hates Tobey Maguire. He said that? Yeah, he said, I hate Tobey Maguire. No, I said I liked him. Yeah. Um, Everyone in so, the industry yeah. is on the same page on this. Like, there's no competition. Mm-hmm. There's no real, yeah, nothing more than friendly competition as far as, I, I'll bet there's some in talk about like, hey, did you uh, did you see what they did with those effects? Oh man, that was good. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta try to get up to that level. There's probably that, but yeah, not real. Like, oh fuck, Captain Marvel, Shazam's. Oh yeah, and we talked to we talked about it a couple weeks ago, and this week that was another piece of news that dropped this week that was just kind of repeat news. But Peter Safran was like again reiterating that like, look, James Gunn, like we love that he's a Marvel guy and a DC guy, like. There is no competition. Please stop doing this. <laughs> yeah. like, he was reiterating. He said it a few times now. Internet, um, please cease activities. Yeah. He, he's, he actually said the Marvel DC rivalry is bullshit. That is what Saffron said this week. Right. <laughs> um, but anyway, so a bunch of people have been uh, really upset about some of Snyder's comments. And uh, either because they're upset that it, some of his some of the stuff he was talking about didn't happen. Sure. Um or and that's absolutely natural. It's not a reason to be so down on what's coming, what is coming, that you miss out on that. Yeah. Uh, because stuff does. Uh, look, thing is, or, or a lot of people are mad actually about what Snyder says he, in a Watchmen panel, 
And um, they say it's disrespectful to the fan base. I don't feel that way. I am. I know a lot of people don't think I'm a real Batman fan. I implore you, go check out my Instagram feed. Mm-hmm. You will find out that that's very, very inaccurate. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife and my wallet will tell you two different, uh, a very different very story, different story. Than, I, than Dave is not a Batman fan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I just, I can accept a lot of different versions of the character and still enjoy it. Yeah. And I, you know, admittedly, I've said it before. He's there for exactly that reason. It's the reason he's been around for freaking 78 years now, something like that. And I've, I've said it on the show. And if you go back to our early episodes, we were way more down on Zack Snyder because honestly, he hadn't done BVS yet. You were. And on, and you, I enjoyed the hell out of Man of Steel. Well, yeah, that's right. It was me. It was me. Um, but we were both, we both had a lot of jokes about how like, oh, well, Batman kills in this movie. We're just going to leave and blah, blah, blah. We, we joked around about that. Yeah. And then, lo and behold, he killed a whole lot in the movie, and I didn't give a shit because I loved it. No, he slaughtered. It was fine. It was just, it was fine. So, I, I've been on record on this show as saying, I do not always agree with creative decisions Zack Snyder makes. I do prefer Batman, who does not kill. Uh, that said, I understand, like, BB, like, he killed in every movie, and I know that that's a common argument. But what is not a common argument is the fact that this was the only Batman movie. BVS was the only Batman movie that made it an issue. Where yeah. they pointed out that this was a departure from what Batman does. And also, like, this is a bad thing. Yeah, like, the irony of that being taken poorly is it's just palpable. Yeah. I mean, they the other pointed ones, out. He literally has shrugged people off, like, over uh, towers. But, like, he just kills and they just move on to the next frame. No big deal. Right. And I would say, like, to be fair, Batman Begins, like, in the Nolan trilogy, they try to do it, where there's, like, we don't use guns, we don't kill, I won't kill this man. But then, like, the next scene, he's killing people. Yeah. It's like, I won't yeah, kill this man. Okay, dying. okay, well, I'll set this entire monastery on fire and people are dying left and right, but right. I won't kill. Right. Come on, guys. They even focus on one guy who clearly died <laughs> during that scene. <laughs> they did. <laughs> So anyway, I, I don't want to jump to, uh, you know, I hate that. I'm sick of that argument. Uh, I'm oh, sick yeah. of all the arguments about Not the worth killing. But this is what Zach said that, that prompted uh, so much vitriol. Um, and again, he's having a good, a good time with his fans. And he's just talking about his point of view. And I understand what he's saying from the context. And by the way, I had to go back and like rewatch this little segment. And, and, you know, Snyder's not the most articulate when he's speaking, so it's kind of all over the place. Definitely not when about. he's typing. No. But, um, so he's basically overall talking about, it's the, during the Watchmen panel, and he's talking about what Alan Moore uh, accomplished with Watchmen and uh, what he was going for in his movie. He's talking about, like, the actions of superheroes, you know, genocide for world peace, you know, basically power corrupting, absolute power corrupting, absolutely, etc. And... He says, someone says to me, Batman killed a guy. And I'm like, F, really? Wake the F up. And everyone cheers. And he's just kind of joking around. He says, I guess that, and he's being serious, but he's joking. He's having a good time. He says, I guess that's what I'm saying. Once you lost your virginity to this effing movie, Watchmen, and then you come and say to me something about like, my superhero wouldn't do that. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> I'm, I'm like down the effing road on that. It's a cool point of view to be like, my heroes are innocent. That's cool. But you're living in an effing dream world. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I... I, I, I it, You got to give him I, credit, though. In his universe, he's like, three, mil- three movies ago, I had one of the heroes kill millions of people. 
Yeah. Just why is this an issue? Yeah. And you know what? I, 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 I do like Zack Snyder. Like I said, don't always agree with what he did or what he has done in the movies. Like, I don't understand. Why would you kill Dick Grayson? I'm glad the studio came and said, don't do that shit. You know what I mean? Like, don't kill Nightwing. That's a huge moneymaker. Don't, <laughs> don't do that. What While are you, they were still like, developing Jimmy, a Nightwing movie. Like, people are mad about, people will be mad about Jimmy Olsen, Zach. And they were, they were mad about, and they don't do Nightwing. But, you know, yeah. uh, I don't think it's necessary. Like, I take... I don't take issue with the arguments that people have where they're like, yeah, Zach, it is a dream world. Superheroes are in a dream world. You're, you're a director for a dream world. Like I get that argument. I totally understand. Um, but I, you know, I think, I don't think Zack Snyder was the right guy to do what Warner brothers wanted to do. I mean, I'm also, I think he was the right guy when they hired him and they, uh, got reactionary. It was my take on it. So, I, I absolutely still agree that they're too reactionary because see I think I think the issue was like Warner Brothers wanted a shared universe franchise you know what I mean they wanted the Avengers they wanted to do what Marvel was doing yeah of course Zack Snyder because it was making Zach, money and it was a good format and they had the same toys to play with and why would you not absolutely Warner Brothers they're interested in the business side of things Zack Snyder wants to be Christopher Nolan yeah yeah. Zack Snyder is a fan of the comics and go, I dare you to go listen to these, these Q and A's and say, this man doesn't know about the comics. Oh, the man knows about the comics. Definitely. (laughs) But I think he, and uh, he clearly has an affinity for Alan Moore. He clearly has an affinity for Frank Miller. And if you're not down with that, you probably won't like Zack Snyder. And I don't think that though Alan Moore and Frank Miller are conducive to the mainstream audience. And I've said it before, BVS was a freaking $400 million indie movie. Yeah, yeah. And they do, by the way, talk about like how much they kind of mentioned, like they're like, they were like something like $20 million in the hole in Watchmen right away on their budget because there were previous versions of Watchmen. It, it's super interesting because they actually do get into a lot of that stuff. But Yeah, we've talked about that several times. Like your budget is yeah. not necessarily everything down to the catering, man. It's... It's shit that came before you, rewrites, page one retreatments, all that crap. Stuff and that I you will bet walk, you walked in way after. And yeah. And I would bet anything that the studio said they wanted this movie to be, because Batman was in it. Mm-hmm. I, I bet they jumped at that because they wanted to be able to call it some variation of Batman versus Superman because they had a previous Batman versus Superman movie. I think it was Wolfgang Peterson and they had already spent so much money on that movie and it didn't get made. This isn't anything Zach said in the panel right here. This is just my conjecture. I don't think Batman v Superman actually cost 400 million. I think it was 400 million after they factored in all that other money they spent making the Wolfgang Peterson movie that never happened. Yeah. I put money on that. And Um, there has been, wherever we heard about it it's it's hanging around in my memory somewhere and hopefully it's accurate that many mentions i, I want to say from about we didn't well his version he didn't want to make a bbs movie he just kind of mentioned during one of his meetings that he'd like to have those two face off eventually and they're like okay cool that's what you're doing for the next movie and he's like, no, no no that's not what that's not the plan. And it just didn't fucking matter. Yeah. It was over. I think what he's, what he said is he had an idea of someone sending kryptonite to Bruce and it being like a reveal, like it was Wayne Manor. Mm-hmm. And okay. he was just kind of a joke. And then like, cause he wanted to do a solo Batman film second. Well, if I no, no, no. He was, he was developing man of steel too. If, if I recall. Well, he and was definitely doing that at the time. 
And he and he kept looking at it and going, and like every time they would talk about it, it would just keep kind of going back to Batman. He's like, Batman's one of those guys that once you pull him out, you can't really put you him can't back, put it back in. in the jar or whatever he said. Yeah. Um, but he, but Zach has said, be, you know, if you're complaining that there's not a Man of Steel two, there is. It's called Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, and I get why you wouldn't well, if you disagree with that, but it's called Justice League. Yeah, and I think that's what he was doing, but um. He had a five-potter yeah. that would have been a lot of fun, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, so, the next thing I have up for him to talk over that, uh, that I noticed that was interesting is uh, someone asked about how the Martha scene came about, and he says, uh, it's funny because uh, we, Chris and I, Chris Terrio and I, we did reach that point in the movie in our discussions. We knew how to get them to fight, but how do you get them to stop fighting? That's a tough one. And we were sort of just throwing down on their humanity. And Batman realizes Superman has humanity. It's not just a creature. He's a man. He's an alien. But he is as human as, in a lot of ways, he's more human than than him, right? He sort of embraced all the good parts of the human race. And so Batman's able to sort of see, in a lot of ways, a thing that he is not. And I think that that was how we started to talk about it. And, um, and then he says, and it was actually Chris Terrio who told me, he goes, you know, just saying... Is it weird that they both, their mothers have the same name? And I was like, that's crazy. Is that true? That is true. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how the conversation started. It's as simple as that. So that's kind of how it started. And then we started to talk about how it could work. And if it was Lois that said it, maybe it's better. It's that kind of thing. Look, it's a mythological construct. I have no problem with that part of it. And then he he starts laughing. He goes, uh, they also thought about that maybe Martha didn't die. Martha Wayne didn't die and that she got put into witness protection in Kansas. Yeah. That that was no. a joke. No. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, that was a joke. He was like, that, he's like, yeah, we thought we, we talked about that, but that there's only so far you can push things. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, that it, it is interesting that Chris Terrio came up with that, but yeah, I, it's, it's never bothered me. It is a mythological construct. It makes perfect sense the way they used it to me. Um, I felt like I, I knew exactly. I knew, it was one of those things where like I knew enough when I was watching it to go, that's got to be shit on. Yeah. No, I, 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 knew I, I walked I was out watching of that it, theater ready to defend that. <laughs> I didn't even walk out ready to defend it. I walked out kind of ready to uh, ready to kind of say like, yeah, that's the weak spot. Like the rest of this is like it's it, it's a playground of uh, philosophy and versions of these characters that you know we, like we've watched so many versions that this was refreshing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really nice to see someone do an art house take on uh, fucking stuff that's normally treated with this campiness that it doesn't need to be. It, you can do this. It was mm-hmm. a lot of it. I thought, oh, this is good. And then that moment, I thought mm, that's gonna be the weak link. That's gonna be the thing. That I'm not sure I, I, I I'm not sure I can defend that. And I'm still there with it. I still don't think it was played up so well that it's I, I I do I still think it's the weak link. It it's not where I would have gone, but uh, and I did recognize it as I was watching it as a weak link. I went oh I know people are gonna be mad about that. People are gonna make fun of that. Um, but I also like the Martha thing is it's cute and I I wish there was a better way you could use it. I I remember being a little annoyed because I'd been talking to you about. Around that same time, I was like, you realize both their names are Martha. Like, somebody's going to do that. With Somebody's going to do something with that eventually. And then I thought... And now that one ever can. Yeah, again. and then I saw it and thought, mm, that's not how 
I don't know. That's that's not how you should have done that. But yeah, that's not how I would have done it. But I and I remember thinking like, there's other ways you could have done this. Like it, even if he had just said save my mother, mm-hmm. like that seemed to me would bring a, a another level of humility to it. Well, the, the the what they were going for and what the, the thing that I liked about it is that Martha jarred Batman enough to kind of snap him out of it for a, a long enough. Yeah, in a PTSD kind of sense, I. I totally get how that was a uh, a trigger in one direction. Uh huh. Completely get that. And the thing is, like, I can justify everything that happened. It just didn't hit in a way that I, 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 you know what I mean? Like, it just didn't hit. Yeah. There's a way that some scenes hit you right in the gut, and you're like, okay, that's Mm -hmm. that's impactful. And this scene was everything moved on without it feeling as impactful as I wanted it to feel. Yeah. And you know, it was, it was just, it's just one of those things where it's like, it didn't like it, the, the argument, like I want to defend that scene more because I'm, I hate that argument. That's like, Oh, they're just, they suddenly stopped fighting because their, their moms have the same name. That's not what happened. No, that's, that's not, not what and happened. It's not even what's presented. It, like if that's your argument, you, you missed a lot of stuff in this movie, but it was still well, it's because they're, they, they just want to be derisive. They want to like, shit on the movie and make it sound as silly as it can be and it's not even what happened yeah i get it but you missed all of the there's a lot of psychological torment on both of their and it like for superman and batman that lead up to that moment being meaningful it's just when it actually happens i kind of thought man there's just i wanted that execution tweaked a little bit now there was plenty of i will say there was plenty of time for when superman before he even landed before he and Batman even started fighting, there was plenty of time for Superman to say, hey, look, Lex Luthor has kidnapped my mom. <laughs> there was plenty of time yeah. for him to try to talk some. I'm not saying it would have worked. I'm just saying. No, that was the thing is like, I think for both of them before that scene, uh, like as that scene's unfolding, they had both kind of gotten uh, gotten under each other's skin. Like, mm-hmm. like, I know his mom is the top priority, but he's also uh, he's also Superman. And he also thinks this is just a guy. And he kind of thinks like uh, Clark Kent in the for the entirety of the movie has been covering Batman as a story that he thinks needs to be stopped. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, for a moment when he's actually confronting the guy, I think he looks at he looks at him as like I've got five minutes. This needs to be addressed. But I, he also knows that he needs he needs Bruce's help to find her. I think. I don't know if he. There may be a little bit of arrogance there. I'm not sure if he knows that for sure. Like I absolutely it would have been the most like conductive way to 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 do that and uh but that wouldn't have been just well, apparently either. there he just shows there up was, and suddenly asks for batman's help well apparently there was a sequence that was cut where he flew around trying to look for martha and couldn't find her right and in that case if he had shown up and not asked for bruce's help you'd have been pretty confused instead it feels like he just showed up to showed up to something found batman there and said well i need to deal with this problem too mm-hmm and I'm not saying it's way perfect more than movie. You. No, it's not perfect. Fantastic. It's not perfect. <laughs> All right. So someone asked Zach about. Uh, well, they asked what happened with Justice League, but and what 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 the hell happened and what was going to happen? And they asked about Steppenwolf and Suicide Squad. This was on the BBS commentary. Um, Steppenwolf and the Parademons and Suicide Squad, and and then what happened with Justice League. Zach said he doesn't know what, what about, he's like, I don't know what David Ayer was doing with Steppenwolf. He's like, he's in this movie. He was in BVS. You saw him in there. Uh, and then someone else said something about Granny Goodness, which I've never heard before. But, and then Zach was like, oh yeah, if he had done Granny Goodness, that would have been cool. Uh, Granny Goodness is cool and weird. Yeah. Um, 
but he did later reference so it does seem like he may have told air at some point you can't use steppenwolf because i I, steppenwolf's here Mm -hmm. in in justice league so i'm not sure how much he really knows but um he did talk about trying to get batman and flash in suicide squad and trying to get that to mesh um without interfering with each other because you don't want to you know step on each other's toes Mm -hmm. but they did want to keep it separate uh, except in the same universe as for justice league he does say that's a good question and he he says something about how uh you know there was a backlash people didn't like batman v superman everyone boos and he kind of chuckles and says a vocal minority (laughs) which a lot of people on the internet has has taken to to mean that Zack snyder is delusional and thinks that most people loved batman v superman Guys, he was kidding. That's he a knows that the, phrase. <laughs> I mean, he he knows that Batman v Superman did not like play with the mainstream audience. He knows. I mean, you say that. Calm your tits. But it made it made its money. <laughs> yeah, it made a lot of money. It sure did, buddy. It didn't make what someone projected. It, hey, if you put Batman and Superman in the same film, you're gonna make 1.5. Man, you're gonna you're gonna blow yeah. the roof off this off this bitch. It didn't and make to that be fair, kind of money, but it it, it should have made a ton of money. It made a ton of money, but it should have made it should have made two billion. It's Batman and Superman. Let's be let's like, be fair. For me, it's it's more like that vocal <laughs> minority joke is more about like he knows he knows the critical response. It, mm-hmm. He just he does. He it it doesn't matter how much you want to bury your head and be like, no, look, I don't want to listen to the critics. I just want to make what I want to make and have the audience. It, it doesn't matter. He that was a big enough backlash. There's no way he doesn't know a lot of it. Yeah, absolutely, he knows. Uh, they, he was even talking about at some point, I didn't put this down. He was talking about how he and Deborah, uh, were reacting to different things in the movie where like, cause they're making the movie and people say, Hey, you know, the, the, what he used as a, an example is like, Hey, you know, Jenna Malone, they think that she's Batgirl and we're like, Oh, well that's cool. I mean, she's not. <laughs> and he's like, you know, I mean, we know the truth of what it is. We know what's actually happening. So, you know, if it's like a negative response, we're like, Oh, well, they'll see what it actually is. It'll be fine. But then if they're like really jazzed about it and it's not that we're like, "Mm, well, maybe it'll be okay. (laughs) Oh yeah. So he's like, they're aware of what the fans are saying and stuff. Absolutely. And aware of what the critics are saying beforehand. I kind of wonder if Sandberg learned something from his reactions, but like Sandberg, even if somebody's getting excited about it and it was good press, uh, you know, as, as you would say, he would still shut it down. To some extent, like, mm. no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm glad you're excited about that, but that's not. Mm-mm. So, which, which may have been the right call, in all fairness. Oh, uh, probably. Um, so, this next bit in the Justice League, what the hell happened? Category. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is exactly what I've been talking about. Whenever I say, and I know people don't like it, people get upset when I say that you will never, we will never get the Justice League. That was Zach's true vision. And here's what I mean, exactly what Snyder is saying here. All right. He says, the original Justice League that Chris and I wrote, we didn't even shoot. The actual idea, the hard, hard idea, the scary idea, we never filmed because the studio was like, that's crazy. (laughs) He even makes a little joke about it. He's like, because we're looking at the Batman v Superman reactions that he goes, well, maybe they're right. Maybe that is crazy. Maybe we shouldn't do that. He says, uh, and they were asking what it would have been. He said, it's a long story. He says, uh, the truth is that the nightmare sequence in the movie, in this movie, Batman v Superman, it was my idea that all of that would eventually be explained. 
is that a surprise? And everyone laughs. And he says, and that we would end up in the distant future where di- where Darkseid has taken over Earth and where Superman has succumbed to the anti-life equation. He says, uh, he says, there were a few members of the Justice League that survived to that world and that they were fighting Batman and a broken half of Cyborg. There's only half of them because of whatever happened. They were working on an equation to jump back to tell Bruce. And those were the things they were dealing with. And the studio, they were still sort of into the big, into the big look, but the deep, uh, the deep depth about how and why everyone was mad at each other, they, they were afraid of. They didn't dig it. Um, he does talk about how like the the idea was he's like, and he even jokes about he's like the physics of this probably don't make any sense. <laughs> he says, but he says, but you know, there was an idea that like they only had two windows to jump back in time, and. It's because the the Earth rotates, and if you weren't careful, you would jump back in time, but you it wouldn't be the same space, so you might actually wind up out in the middle of space. <laughs> so they only had like Cyborg, you know, uh, calculated, and they only had two different windows. And Cyborg said, "Which one do you want to go through?" and or "Which one should we choose?" And Batman said, "Well, which one would you choose?" Uh, without me and they're like oh well that one he's like we'll use the other one because the last time barry showed up and he was in my bat cave yelling at me i had no idea what he was talking about it was nonsense <laughs> which sounds like a fucking hilarious little moment it does um so yeah he's he says that he says but there's he says uh bleh. sorry and he, he is right the physics on that are weird uh-huh but it's a cool idea but it's it's a little weird it's a neat idea but Snyder, uh, as much as I love Man of Steel, the physics of Man of Steel, you go back to that terraforming scene, it's just a little bit painful. Mm-hmm. Not a physics major. Um, but yeah, he says, uh, but Lois is in the Justice League teaser. It wasn't in the movies, apparently, or in the movie, apparently. He says, it's this line where Bruce says, I was right here, and Barry Allen came to me, and he said, Lois Lane is the key. And then Wonder Woman goes, she is to Superman. Every heart has one. And he goes, I think it's something more, something darker. And that was alluding to the fact that if Lois died, Superman would succumb to the anti-life equation. And Superman knew that it was somehow that it was Bruce's responsibility to protect Lois. He would have been mad at uh, Bruce in the movie. And that's why he says, she's my, she was my world and you took her from me. Um, so he goes into how they're trying to stop the nightmare course of events. Mm-hmm. And he says, um, he says, there is a moment where he had to jump back right before Darkseid boom tubes into the Batcave to murder Lois. Mm-hmm. And everyone, like, freaks out. <laughs> like, that that's some crazy shit. That is some crazy shit, but I would, I, I'd eat all of that up. Just That all, all sounds it. great. All of it with a spoon. Yeah, that, that all sounds fantastic. Yeah. So, uh, actually, in reply to that, um, you know... Corey Castlin, he was the first person on Twitter to really ask us to, to get into this. And I asked him what his thoughts were on on all of the, the Snyder stuff. And he says the entire original Justice League film art for Zack, from Zack Snyder and Chris Terrio sounds insanely awesome. A graphic novel put on screen. I'm pretty sick that we'll never get to see the resolution to some of the conflicts brought on in BVS. I agree. Um, I don't know what to do with it, though. Like, I, you know... I mean, I do agree, but this is still a young franchise. There's, mm-hmm. I would love to have seen it. Like what we just heard right now, that sounds fantastic. I would love to see that. But some of the conflicts on screen, yeah, we might survive that. 
Yeah. And like, the, they, they might show up later. It's going to be a few years before we know. Really? Well, you know, and this is like, I do, I do not believe that Zack Snyder has a future at WB. No. And certainly not in the DCEU. No. Um, there is, there, there are YouTubers out there and one that I consistently see, um, I don't know. I'm not subscribed to this cat. I don't know why, but YouTube keep it. it, YouTube is determined that I listen to this dingus bringus kid and it is a kid and he has so many more listeners than we do. It's so sickening. Naturally. But he puts up these videos. They're not real videos. They're just little slideshows, but he, He's like, oh, this guy is having a rumor. Now that Kevin Suchihara is gone, Zack Snyder is coming back. No. Dude, everything this kid has said, and I've listened to a few of his bits, everything he said has been wrong. Like, he's like, Ben Affleck is definitely in the Batman. He's going to be booking in the... No, that didn't happen. No. 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 Zack Snyder is coming back. This is a rumor, but it's definitely happening. No. No. No, it's not. No, you you might get J.J. Abrams instead, but no. Yeah. So anyway, uh, guys, be on point, be on guard. Uh, don't don't just believe anybody on on the internet. Sure, honestly, like we we look into this shit all day, er day, and yeah, <laughs> you know, a random a rando guy, like even even some rando guy, that this kid's calling out, like, oh, he says it's a rumor. Who is this person? I know the scoopers. This cat ain't one. Right. I don't know this guy. Anyway, um. So, a lot of people were pretty disappointed that they didn't get into more Snyder Cut stuff um, at the Q&A. There were a couple of times, like one time, uh, definitively, I, I remember a guy screaming out, release a Snyder Cut, and Zach just smiled and pointed at him. Um, <laughs> that feels exactly right, though. But, post-Q&A, mm-hmm. um, and there are videos, there are there are multiple videos, and I've watched three of them. Um. There has been there has been talk about the Snyder Cut, and this is what the talk is, and it's not going to be surprising to you. Um, what we have gleaned, what we can glean from these videos, and by the way, Zach was pretty tipsy while he was signing these posters and things for people, <laughs> and it was pretty loud. But what we can glean is the Snyder Cut does idea. exist. Like, oh, Zach's drunk weekend with his fans. What happened? <laughs> so yeah, Zach says. He says, "I." He says he has a cut. He has a few cuts of the uh, of the Justice League at his house, <laughs> and yeah. he, he. I don't know if if he's talking about like all the way done or like with VFX and everything, or if he's saying just like the cut is done. Cut, yeah, like I don't know which one. Photography. He, I. It was ambiguous the way he said it. Yeah, but he said, "Oh, he did say it's done." I watched him. He said, "It's done. It's done." <laughs> <laughs> and he says he does, but he does say he does not own the distribution rights, and it's all up to WB. Mm. And and he does say that this, the the Snyder Cut movement did make an impression on WB, and it has. So you know, I I this might be a situation, and I think it is a situation of like the Young Justice thing. Keep it active on social media. Be respectful. Don't be dicks, but be respectful. And maybe we might see it one day. It's not going to be the original vision and it's not going to be the whole vision because you know, there's, there were supposed to be a few movies after this. Yeah. According to Zach's vision. But if you want to at least see the Snyder cut, be respectful and, and keep your hashtag going. You know what WB doesn't care about? I'm not going to go see X movie because Snyder cut. 
That's right. Dude, they write you off immediately. Yeah, WP doesn't give a shit. Literally, from their point of view, it's, okay, well, then we, you're not, I can't do everything your way. I'm not counting you as, you're not a human to them. Let's, let's be, let's be brief with it. You're not a human. Yeah. Now, what they could do, if you're respectful and, and whatnot, like, they could say, hey, there's a pretty big fan base for this out here. Why don't we re- release this cut? Because you know what? I have a very, st- uh, based on everything Jason Momoa has said, I have a strong suspicion that Aquaman would just picks up after the Snyder cut, like, yeah. and actually works for both versions. Yeah, I still think it's not going to happen on grounds uh, that they're they're just not willing to unleash that yet. No, because there's still a little bit of fumbling over where the continuity is. I mean, for God's sake, we just lost the Batman casting. Like, they, We're not going to get a Snyder cut in the middle of Batman not being cast. It's not going to happen. Just... Um, there is a I'll way to spend that market money. wise. There is a way to... Oh, I don't think it's happening anytime soon. Yeah. Um, Zach said he's not aware that WB has any plans to release it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not here to spread false hope. Um, no, I'm, it's, not, it's still like... Yeah. If I'm wrong, I'm there. wrong. I'll say I was wrong. I, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to be wrong about this. It's still not happening. It's years out if it happens. My caveat would be if it is done, if it is actually done, yeah, then that means they already paid that money for those effects and there <laughs> might be more incentive for them to release it. Maybe if it's truly done. But mm-hmm. a lot of like when he, when he left the project, I mean, it was not too long after principal photography. They had not gotten a lot done. I didn't all think so. And there, there's a lot of effects to do in this movie. And, you know, the fact is, like, we don't know where they left it and how, uh, where the project was. But, but you know, one of the things that Zach talks about in, during these Q&As, uh, specifically the BVS one, is that Zach does a ton of previs. Like, he draws the entire movie before they even shoot it. Yeah. yeah. And I saw he that. has he people. He shoots pretty much everything he had in storyboard. Yeah, and he has he has effects artists working on previs before or as they're shooting. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, a fair amount of that work is done is just putting the final touches on it and making it look you know dope Apple Farm. Uh, yeah. That's what AF stands for, right? Right. Yeah. Um, because so, they're awesome. <laughs> right. Go farm. Yeah. The yeah. It's not. It's not completely impossible, but it is a stretch. It's and a stretch. At and the very I least, know. I don't think you're going to see it until uh, Warner Brothers has decided what the DC movie continuity is going to really look like. And they are not there yet. I mean, it's clear from Aquaman and Shazam that what we're seeing right now is still in-universe. But, you know, we've still got Wonder Woman coming out that's supposed to be a, a standalone where you wouldn't have... It doesn't necessarily have to be. Right. Um, Birds of Prey could be God knows what. And then that's going to be connected to a Suicide Squad 2 that's being called a, quote, total reboot. Is that the, ter- is that the term we're using? Uh, Peter Safran said it was a total reboot, but, you know, I'm going to still err on the side of it's not a total reboot if any one of those people come back. And it, you, you'd have to reboot it in a way it, it becomes very complicated because now at that point we've got Margot, Margot Robbie clearly being in the Birds of Prey movie, mm-hmm. which you have to assume is in-universe. And then yeah, you've got the Joker, is. which is out of universe. Uh, yeah. And then and if we do a total reboot of a Suicide Squad movie, then we just have uh, really a third universe. Like they've got to decide where it's going to some extent. By that, I I don't necessarily mean they have to pick a universe and go with it. I mean, if they decide we're just going to do whatever the hell movie we feel like it and doesn't have to be in universe, yeah, you may get that Snyder cut. 
Because at, at that point, they're just going to trust that they'll put it out on DVD and it'll make a ton of money. And it will. I mean, for sure, yeah. it will make its money. But if that's for that how matter, you Justice do it. Justice League did pretty well. And in, in Justice League did pretty damn well in, in DVDs and Blu-ray sales. Yeah. It, it's, it made its money. So, like, the franchise has made a ton of money. It's not a failed franchise money stretch. But, like, the only thing that failed it was the vision of the WB executives, in my opinion. Yeah. The, um, What's funny is, like, I saw a, a guy on, or a couple of people on, on social media putting out pictures of, like, the Justice League displays, and they're, like, just completely full, and they're like, ha, 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 this is so sad. And I'm like, did you just stand around waiting for them to stock it and take it right when they, yeah. right when they left? Because, in my, my life, God, whenever I, I walked could, by and there were two left. Everywhere, yeah, that's every, everywhere every I time I went. <laughs> every time I went. And I, there were plenty of people that, were, that I knew, mainstream people, who were like, hey, that Justice League movie, I didn't see it in theaters, but it turned out to be pretty good. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm glad you liked it. I don't know why that leaves didn't. it as far as the norm, but that was my experience, too. Is it was it was well accepted once you actually got someone to watch the damn thing. Yeah. But there's a, I mean, there's a chance you see it once they decide where they want to go. But I, I don't think Hamada has decided exactly where he wants to go with it yet. I don't and think he, he knows. Does, and I don't think you're going to see it. It's it, They're not going to put it out on spec. They don't want to do a big connected universe. Like they're, they're fine with doing a connected universe and having, having the little like connective tissue, but they want, I think they know that most people want that, but they want to let those characters flourish and grow and, and be their own thing for a while, which is, you know, arguably what they maybe should have done in the first place. Like it, I, it like as a, as a fan of the characters and as a fan of the multiverse and as a comic book reader, you know, I'm, I'm used to all that stuff. And I was a fan of where Zach was going with a lot of stuff. But, you know, when, when, like when we have like Matt on the show and he talks about like, you know, I'm looking at BBS and I don't care about these characters because they haven't given me enough to care about. I kind of get where he's, what he's saying. You know what I mean? Like, He's he's a filthy casual when it comes to DC. He don't know. So <laughs> I mean, I, I I don't get it to some extent, but it where they are as a company right now. They're I I think they're looking at they they sh- I don't think they think they should have necessarily, but there's definitely uh, with Hamada and how he's treated a couple of creators so far. You get the feeling that he's willing to trust what he's doing, but he does want to keep things separated for now. And they're not mm-hmm. ruling out that it'll come together in, in some way. But I, I think they think that it was too early and the characters hadn't fermented enough. And then it, it just wasn't what they really wanted to put out. Which is probably all true, to be honest. Yeah. And the fact is it probably would have done better if, it, if they'd uh, given it a couple more years to breathe. And, and given the characters their own little movies and all that stuff. Like it, If they'd done it in the MCU style, yeah, it might have actually worked better. But... It's still, no matter how you did it, MCU style or not, um, you, I, I just think you had so many executives, Sujihara in particular, fucking with it, that it wasn't going to work from the get-go. Mm-hmm. So now we have a chance to let things ferment, let things play in their own little sandboxes, see where that gets us. And I think, personally, just based on like how I would do this, I think they've probably got their eye on maybe doing this again, bringing everybody together. Yeah, but sure. They're, they're not willing to commit to it because before they committed to it and then they messed with things and now we have this splintered fan base that they wouldn't have had if they hadn't uh, committed to all these things and changed their minds so many times. Mm-hmm. That that worked against them. So I think at this point they're, and I, I say that again because just this is how I would think about it, 
I think they're going to let this play out a little bit more and see where the base is going and, and see what's working well and work to their strengths. And I, I wouldn't, what they did before clearly wasn't it, 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 it like it made its money, but it wasn't the optimal amount of money. Mm-hmm. It could have made and more. I, like you said before, it, it, like Superman and Batman should be one point something. Yeah. You're right. It should, it should be $2 billion. It really should. Those two characters together uh, with the, the most, addition of Wonder Woman should oh, be bringing God, in $2 billion. Her, it, that is, those are three of the most recognizable signal like symbols in like on the entire globe. Mm-hmm. I could go to Siberia and flash the Superman symbol, and if somebody smiled, I'd be like, "I like that guy." Yeah, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if things continue to go the way they go. I wouldn't be surprised uh, if in a year or two we have confirmation that they're going to do another Justice League movie, but with Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and Shazam, and maybe a Harley Quinn. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it does not have to be a traditional Justice League. The one, it doesn't. The, like, the MCU's done this perfectly... Well, the, like, the MCU's Avengers are not traditional. Like, the, there's a lot of people that have been in and out of it, but they've played with the formula. No reason mm-hmm. you can't do that. The other thing is, like, the uh, no one's going to look at your Justice League lineup, and, you know, there's going to be the vocal minority of us that are like, well, that's not traditional. But it, you know, And then there's going to be, between us, uh, one group that cares deeply about that for reasons that I can't possibly justify, and the rest of us who think... Oh, well, and carry on. Yeah, the, see, the sad truth is the real vocal minority are the comic book fans. I know, and I feel bad because I am one, and I get it. But you also have to understand this is a different its a different uh, method entirely, and it's going to be different. Yeah, I mean, the comic book fans, for how many years have made fun of Aquaman? Guess what the mainstream audience thinks? Differently. Yeah. <laughs> mainstream <laughs> audience threw money at that man. Comic book fans don't buy Shazam as a title. I think mainstream audiences are gonna. Yeah, I agree. So you know, uh, you know, you look at the they're, they're, the fan base. The DC fan base is splintered. Uh, there are people who say that it should only be like Justice League. The the you know uh, Burnett and Tim and and all those cats uh, animated series, and you know that's not traditional. You know, Hot Girl is not usually a part of that lineup. Neither is uh is you know John John Stewart as as Green Lantern. He's not usually that Green the Green Lantern there. No. So um, they are at the moment. They are at the moment. <laughs> but you know, in the you, books at the moment they're featured. It's, it's exactly yeah. like reading like reading one of those animated shows. But then again, you know, I remember Justice League International. I remember all that stuff, and uh, a lot of those people weren't there. A lot of a lot of B listers. Yeah. There are a lot of versions of this, guys. And uh, as long as the mainstream audience is, is digging it, I don't think they're going to care if we're not. Yeah. It's 80 years of this stuff, man. I don't, I don't care if you throw a grilled cheese in the Justice League. As long as you elevate it, we're, we're in good shape. And it's not that they don't care that we don't like it. It's that there are so many factions. The only thing they can do to assure success is to build up characters for the mainstream and ride that success. Yeah. And that also means because of the fandom and because of the public public perception of the icons like Superman, Batman and Wonder Woman, they need to focus on characters who aren't big. That is, in some regards, uh, you know, following the Marvel formula because Marvel didn't have anyone but their B-stringers. Oh, it was the smartest thing they did was they just took a charismatic person, put him on screen, gave him a story you cared about. And by the end of the movie, you were like, I'm an Iron Man fan. You never read one Absolutely. in your life. But with... <sighs> Over in, in the DC side of things, we started with 
the big guy. You know, I mean, we started mm-hmm. with Superman. You had to get that right. And then you have to check it down and you, you can't just, it's, it, we're not going to have a Justice League where it's like Superman and uh, Tattooed Man and uh, and Harley Quinn or something like that. That's not going to be your Justice League. It was, it was going to be the big guys. <laughs> we're all going to be itching for a Green Lantern here soon. Like, uh, well, now that they've popped the Justice League cherry with the big guys, I don't see a problem with them doing low, you know, lower characters or B-string characters. Um, no, I you mean, can you you can do it. You like you could have done it before, and you still can do it. Mm-hmm. But you know, fact is, like to some extent, we were we were given heroin, and then somebody's like, "Well, I've got a good strand of weed." It it's I mean, ju- look, it's different. It's it's just not the same. You just you just got a hold of Mark Wade's J- JLA Year One. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one of my favorite graphics, and uh, you know there there are cameos, little more than cameos from Batman and Superman. But that lineup is like Aquaman, Flash, Black Canary, I mean Martian Manhunter, Green Lantern. The big guys aren't there, mm-hmm. not really, and it works just fine. And I think they might need to go that way. I won't be mad if they do. No, oh, hell, you know how happy you'd be with a. Uh... <laughs> with like a Ezra Miller Flash finally do the Nightwing movie and those mm-hmm. two are kind of the yin and yang top dogs of the Justice League as it forms. Mm-hmm. I'd eat that up. Yeah. All we are saying is give DC a chance. <laughs> All right. I think I'm thinking we should call it, shouldn't we? Yeah, wrap it up. All right, guys. Uh, again, remember we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash DC on screen. If you had problems uh, searching for us, it's because for some reason we were we were selected as adult content. Uh, we probably are adult content, but shh, don't tell them. Not we by got their that rules. Fixed. You can, you can, yeah, you, yeah. I guess not by their rules. No, they, um, they, uh, not, they, they approved us again. We're good. Yeah, we're, we're not showing titties. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Mm-mm. Not you ours. Know, at everyone, least. everyone has a big problem with female presenting nipples, so we're not going to show those. Mm-hmm. But um, you can search for us, or you can go to Patreon.com/slash DC on screen. And uh, like I said, five bucks a month gets you a lot of extra content. And uh, I, I love actually, the email back. By the way, it was basically someone saying, "I don't know how this happened. You're, you're good now." <laughs> so yeah um hebel hebel uh oh also we're not on spotify for some reason for a minute and uh actually i know why because we just redirected our rss feed uh we are working to get that back up and going so um if you are a spotify listener sorry for the inconvenience and uh, we'll be back shortly yeah hang in there for a minute um uh, yep so um Thanks for listening, guys. Let me know what you thought, or let us know what you thought. It's not just me. Jason sees it, too. And uh, (laughs) until next time, keep some DC on your screen. Our opening narration was from Dan Jurgens' The History of the DC Universe, Part 3 of 10, as featured in DC 52, Week 4. It was performed by me, David C. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Future Elevators, could be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by Effie Ophelders of the fantastic podcast Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud. It can also be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We are proudly in partnership with TV Time, TV show calendar and social media site that lets you keep track of what you're watching, what your friends are watching, and where you all left off. DC On Screen is a maladjusted production. Visit maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, an improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more. Are you maladjusted?
Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC. Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99. Plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. Get the max out of your tax refund at iMart Express. With two pairs starting under 40 bucks, you'll spend less on the have-tos and keep more for the want-tos. Our quality glasses are made in-store by skilled lab techs that take care of your glasses from start to finish, getting them back to you with same-day speed. Get two pairs of glasses starting under 40 bucks or two pairs of progressives for under 80. Our prices won't break the bank. Your tax refund goes further at iMart Express. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.